at the root of all stigma is a lack of education and a lack of understanding, right? And so the more that we do things like we are doing today and the more we normalize the conversation around mental health conditions and the more understanding there is in the community, the less fear there is of, of interacting with someone with a mental health condition or that that person can't be an effective part of society. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Be More Well with me, Jeff St. Pierre. This is a bonus episode this week. Be More Well is a wellness-focused podcast where I speak with both physical and mental health professionals, athletes, coaches, trainers, and most importantly, people just like you and I. My mission here is to bring you information, knowledge, and stories from others about how they found their path to wellness so you can find your own personal journey. No two people are the same, so that means no paths to wellness are the same. I hope you're able to find some inspiration from the stories that I share each week on this podcast. Selfishly, I'm looking for that inspiration too. I'm not an expert or a medical professional by any means. I'm just like all of you looking for ways to be the best version of myself and the happiest version as well. I personally have learned so much from all of our guests so far, and we're only a few months into this podcast. As you may have heard, May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. This was created back in 1949, believe it or not. During the month, mental health professionals and advocacy groups across the country conduct a number of activities to help provide information to those struggling, but also to help break the stigma that follows the term mental illness. Even though we're talking about it a lot more these days, it is still a taboo topic for many people and in many different communities. And right now, with routines being uprooted by COVID-19, mental health awareness is so much more important. Stress levels are at an all-time high with all the uncertainty surrounding the disease, not to mention financial stress for people who may have lost their jobs, added stress and anxiety on parents who now have to work full-time jobs and worry about teaching their kids at the same time, and even stress on kids who now have to learn from home in a different environment than they're used to. People who may have never considered themselves to be affected are noticing some struggles now, and those who fight mental health battles every day have had to change their lives along with the resources they normally work with. In case you're not aware, I am based in Baltimore, Maryland, so I caught up with Carrie Graves. She's the executive director for NAMI Metropolitan Baltimore. If you're not familiar with NAMI, they are the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They're a national organization with offices all across the country, so while this interview may have elements that are based here in Baltimore, the information and services NAMI provide are far-reaching to wherever you may be in the United States. Carrie and I cover a variety of topics, but most importantly, she discusses the work that's still being done to assist people in ways that you can get the help that you need right now. Now, before we dive into this bonus episode, I do want to remind you to rate this podcast and comment on it. Doing that will help the podcast powers that be know that you're enjoying what you're hearing. Also, please reach out via social media on Instagram. We are at Be More Well Podcast, and on Twitter, we're at Be More Well. Joining me today is Carrie Graves, the executive director of NAMI of Metropolitan Baltimore. It's great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's easy to say see you because now we have all this wonderful video chatting right. technology so I can actually see you. Everybody else gets to listen to us. Right. Um, how are you doing so far? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Always an adjustment. I'm working from home full time, but we are, I'm lucky that we are able to do so and keep our, keep our programs going. Yeah, for sure. And I want to dive into more about what your programs are all about and, you know, what kind of transition this must be for a lot of people um, who maybe are struggling with mental illness. But before we get into that, I want you to explain a little bit more about what NAMI is. Sure. So we are the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and NAMI Metro Baltimore is the local affiliate. So we serve Baltimore City and Baltimore County. Um, however, if others are listening to this throughout other areas of Maryland or the country, 
uh, there is an affiliate in your area and you can go to NAMI.org and find the affiliate or state office that is associated with your city or county. Uh, we are the largest uh, grassroots mental health organization. And so we provide education, support and advocacy to those who are living with a mental health condition, as well as their family members and the general community. Our programs are all non-clinical um, they're designed to complement uh, behavioral health care that each participant is receiving. And what's important is that all of our programs are peer-led by trained volunteers. And so at NAMI Metro Baltimore, we have over 270 trained volunteers who are leading our programs wow. throughout the community. And, and those volunteers really understand mental illness firsthand because they have been there themselves or have caregiver for a family member who has been there. So you get people that have been involved before and you you try to treat the entire illness too. I like when you said yeah. uh, that you not only work with the, the people that maybe are struggling with something, but you also work with their family and friends as well to make sure they understand what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is a big part of uh, NAMI and, and our belief system, which is that you do have to treat the whole family and provide support to the family member who be, or caregiver who is providing that care for the individual. Because if they aren't um, caregiving for themselves as well, then they aren't able to mm -hmm. provide the best support to their family member either. Yeah. And I think mental illness is one of those things that for some people is kind of hard to understand because there are so many different levels of what it could mean. So can mm -hmm. you go into a little bit about what mental illness is all about? Absolutely. So we all experience our normal ups and downs throughout our our lives, but mental health conditions go beyond those uh, emotional reactions. Uh, they can affect your uh, thinking, your feeling, your mood, and it really disrupts your daily life and, and how you live your daily life. Um, but what's important to remember is that they are conditions just like any other health condition, like diabetes or asthma or hypertension. They are a medical condition. Mm -hmm. The body is not separate from the head, and we shouldn't treat it, treat it any differently. Um, and, and every person who is living with a mental health condition may experience different symptoms, even under the same diagnosis. And so it's hard for us to pinpoint, which means as a society, it's hard for us to understand as well, which is where part of the stigma comes from with mental health conditions. But what is important to understand is that it can happen to anyone. Um, it doesn't discriminate uh, uh, based on gender mm -hmm. or race or age. Um, and it can happen to anyone. And it is the, not the fault of that individual that it did happen. And there's nothing that you can do to prevent it. Stigma is a key word that you just mentioned in there, too. And yeah. I think for a lot of people, there's a mental impression of what mental illness is. Yes. And, and I do like how in popular culture, it has seemingly become a little bit, um, uh, I don't really know the exact word I'm looking for, but more okay to talk about it. You know, you see it yeah. talked about in TV shows a lot more, in movies, mm -hmm. artists and musicians are much more willing to talk about it now than they did, say, maybe 10 years ago. Um, do you see that trend kind of shifting and the stigma kind of you know changing a little bit? Absolutely. I think we do talk about it more. I think the at the root of all stigma is a lack of education and a lack of understanding, right? And so the more that we do things like we are doing today and the more we normalize the conversation around mental health conditions and the more understanding there is in the community, the less fear there is of, of interacting with someone with a mental health condition or that that person can't be an effective part of society. The truth behind it is that someone with a mental health condition can hold a, a very productive life, can manage a job, um, and can be a very active and, a, and important part 
of society today and that with effective and timely support and effective treatment, recovery is possible for all individuals who are living with a mental health condition. And so it's not something that we should be afraid of. And in fact, the more we talk about it, the earlier someone will be encouraged to get that treatment and the faster they will be on that road to recovery. And so um, having these conversations is, is incredibly important. Um, but it does remain that stigma is a major barrier to people mm -hmm. seeking treatment today. They are fearful of the reaction of their family members, the reaction of their employer. Sure. Um, and, and it is a real reason that individuals do not seek treatment and don't talk about a, a mental health condition. And it's not the same with any other health condition. You wouldn't, you know, not talk to your family about cancer um, or, or heart disease or your employer about those things that may may uh, cause you to leave work. And so their stigma is still there. And we are working very hard to break that down. In the situation that we're in right now with the coronavirus pandemic and a lot of people at home working or maybe not working, maybe they've been furloughed or lost their jobs in this situation, <laughs> the term mental health has been brought up a lot over the last yeah. few weeks. And, you know, what kind of challenges does this situation, now this might be a loaded question, but what kind of challenges does this situation bring uh, forward for people? Yeah, I think there are so many people out there right now that are feeling emotions that they uh, may be caught off guard mm. by and, um and perhaps have felt before, but are, are feeling even stronger now, feelings of um, anxiety and, sure. and depression. Um, and I think what is important to note is that that's normal. And, and for you, the more that you can acknowledge those feelings um, and recognize what you are feeling is normal at this time, that even... Uh, can help you care for yourself and manage that stress and cope with the difficult situation. Um, you know, it's good for us to get anxious about things mm -hmm. at certain times. If you weren't feeling anxious right now, uh, <laughs> you know, that might be concerning. And so it's a natural reaction. It's a natural emotion. Um, it's when it becomes consuming of your life that it, that it could be a problem and that you might want to seek help. So, um, if you are, uh, uh, experiencing, um, sleeplessness or ongoing depression that lasts for several weeks at a time or things that you typically enjoyed, but, uh, you no longer enjoy, if there are some of those signs and symptoms, it may be time to talk to someone, but for, uh, most of society that is feeling the anxiousness that comes along with this and the depression, that's that's a normal feeling and and um, and a reaction to not knowing when this will all end and uh, how worried we are about our health and our family's health. And honestly, we're all experiencing a certain level of grief over this just this loss of normal right now. Um, but for those that are living with a mental health condition and, and were living with one before this and and or may have been um, have a mental health condition triggered by this, it's particularly important to uh, seek help and seek support because isolation really can exasperate those symptoms. Uh, it is important for individuals with a mental health condition to have a routine and have their support system in place. And all of this has caused disruption around that. And so um, it's even more important to provide self-care and to be seeking um, seeking treatment 
as you see those symptoms exasperated. Yeah, and I'd imagine in this situation, too, that you've got a lot of people that, you know, prior to COVID-19 never would have considered themselves to have uh, a mental health situation or a mental illness. But now the situation has changed and they're recognizing some things that are different. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're not sure how to deal with a lot of those feelings they're having right now because these are things they've never had before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, you know, in a in a normal in a normal time, yeah, quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote, normal time. Uh, one in five individuals yeah. uh, will will live with a mental health condition within their lifetime, and so that is a it's already extremely prevalent. Um, and so, yes, you are right. There are so many people at home right now that um, never thought of themselves as having a, a, a mental health condition and now may be experiencing some of these symptoms and are worried that they should, um, seek help. And, and, uh, and certainly again, as I said, if, if it seems to be coming too much, if it's disrupting your, your normal, um, activities or it's, it's disrupting, um, your, your typical habits, then it may be time to seek external help, but there are just some things that you can do, um, from home to help, um, regain some of, of the control over your life. Um, for one thing, there's so many sources of news coming at Mm. us. And so trying to limit the amount of news consumption that you have and making sure that you are getting that news from credible sources like the CDC or who, Mm. um, you know, trying to limit the amount of time that you're on social media and, and just your general intake. So, you know, even setting a timer for how long you are reading articles or checking your news and social media can help. Uh, so breaking breaking up that consumption of news is important. Um, staying in a routine, mm-hmm. and your routine is going to look very different than what your routine <laughs> was before. I know mine does with a toddler at home. Um, but making sure there is some kind of routine there. Um, and uh, you know, whether that is just that you eat breakfast at the same time every day, that you go for a walk at the same time every day, uh, that you, um, get regular sleep. Sleep is so important during this time and has real health benefits. Um, so making sure you're getting regular sleep, um, uh, taking care of yourself through exercise, you know, it's, it's been proven that exercise uh, research shows that, um, it actually helps manage stress and anxiety. So this is no matter how you do it, whether that is just stretching or, um, you know, doing chair exercises, if you can't go out for a walk, but getting that exercise is important. Of course, there's other techniques like mindfulness and meditation, and we encourage that as well. And then staying connected with your family and friends and your support system that you had before this, and even building new support systems. Um, you know, we'll talk about our our online groups, but certainly finding online groups that you can join, whether that is for um, your personal activities, like mm-hmm. your knitter jo- joining a knitting club that's online, or whether that is for actual mental health support, um, or just chatting with friends and, and family, all of those things, helping to stay connected and helping to reconnect with individuals in your life through all of this is, are all ways that you can help um you know, regain some of that control in your life. That is great advice. Uh, but I know there's a lot of people that uh, are going to hear all this, but they're still going to say, you know what? I, I don't need to reach out. I don't, I don't need this. I'm fine. Everything's okay. What, what is it that stops people from wanting to reach out? What is that feeling that makes them think like, you know, I don't, I don't need the help. 
Yeah, I think it is, again, bouncing back to that stigma. I think mm-hmm. it is questioning, um, you know, is this situational? Is it just this situation that I'm feeling? Is it something that I can manage? Or is it something that I do need additional help on? And, um, you know, for those of you that have family around you at home, sometimes it does take others recognizing some of those signs and symptoms as well. And I do encourage you that if you see a loved one who, um is not getting enough sleep and their eating habits have changed and they, um, you know, aren't enjoying things the way they, they used to, it is time for an open and honest conversation about whether they should seek support. And, and, um, it's great right now that many of the restrictions on telehealth health have been lifted. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there are options out there for seeking treatment at this time, um, that may have not been there, uh, before this. So if you're going to look at a silver lining here, Mm -hmm. that, that is, that is one of them. Um, but it is also important to note again, that that stigma is still there and and, and people still are reluctant to acknowledge their own mental health condition or may not be recognizing the changes in themselves sure. as well. Sometimes it does take others to to recognize those changes. Yeah, it's hard when you see yourself or with or when you're with yourself every day. It's like, you know, losing weight. Like you might lose 10 pounds but not even notice it because you see yourself every day. So you don't right. notice those little changes. And, you know, not that I want to compare mental illness to losing weight, yeah. but I think you understand my analogy yeah. there. Like when you're around yeah. it all the time, you might not see that something is so vastly different. You might not see it. Um, if it is a mental health condition, you know, that can be a barrier just to, to, to recognizing those signs and symptoms. And so um, I encourage everyone listening out there to be kind to others during this time and really think through your friend groups and family groups and reach out to those mm-hmm. that um, and, and, and ask how, how folks are doing and really ask specific questions, you know, about their health and their mental health and, um, things they're doing throughout the day and try to gauge whether they could use additional support from you. Um, don't wait for your friends and family to reach out to you and ask for your help during this time, because I think that's too much to ask. This is the time to be proactive and be reaching out to others and trying to care for others. And in doing so, um, I think you'll find that it helps your own mental health as well. There are a lot of people out there that lost their jobs during this time, and that yeah. is a, a very different situation to deal with. But there's also people that are still working from home. And, yeah. and I think there are some companies that are stepping up to make sure they're checking in on their employees or providing mm-hmm. uh, mental health um, awareness and help for them. I know my company and my boss just talked to me earlier this morning about how if there comes a point where I just need a day to just let him yeah. know. And he said, you know, I got to a point where I was burnt out yeah. and I just needed a day. I took that day and I feel a hundred times better. He's like, if you need that, call me, let me know. We'll make it happen. And, you know, I won't always say my company is ahead of the curve on very many things, but <laughs> it seems like they are actually taking the steps to recognize that this uh, new normal that we're in is, is uplifting a lot of lives and mm-hmm. changing things the way, uh, uprooting a lot of lives and changing the way that we do things. So what can other companies do to try to help out their employees during this time? Yeah, you know, exactly what you said, offering that grace and space to your employees and making sure that they feel comfortable with um, taking those breaks. And, um, you know, we say to employers, again, when when times were, quote unquote, normal, we would say to employers, make sure that you treat mental health conditions the same as any other um, 
illness. And so if someone needs to take a doctor's appointment or a day off for a mental health condition or time off, it shouldn't be any different than any other health condition out there. Your, your body's not separate from your head, so don't treat it any differently. And the same goes for now. I think the only difference is now that employers have to be even more vocal to their employees that are sitting at home and acknowledge that um, we are not just working from home. That's not this is not a normal just work from home situation. We're working from home during a pandemic and there are several yeah. other things going home and there are many employees who are working at home with children um, or with family members who may be suffering from a mental health condition um, or any other health mm -hmm. condition that they're trying to care give for as well, uh, that there are financial stressors and um, many other stressors out there. And so I think for employers to offer that grace to their employees and saying exactly what yours said, if you need to take a break, if you need to flex your hours, if you need to work different hours during this time frame, if you need to take a day, if you need to take some space, do so. Um, and acknowledging that, um, you know, it may not be the same standards as work of work that you would have held an employee to in the office sure. as it is during this time. And, um, you know, I think all of that is really important. Offering support to your employees as well in terms of, um, again, encouraging those rituals, encouraging them to keep a routine within mm -hmm. their schedules, um, finding, you know, dedicated workspace if, if possible, and finding ways to connect with other employees. So, you know, if an employer are doing virtual meetings um, or virtual coffee breaks or, or things like that, that allow for those more social conversations between employees, mm -hmm. that's important as well. Because even in the workplace, we know that breaking down the barrier of stigma between employees often comes from employers just providing opportunities for employees to socialize and get to know each other better and removing some of those walls so they feel comfortable talking about mental sure. health. It's no different now, but you have to work harder to provide those opportunities. So again, providing opportunities to, to use video if possible um, for employees con to connect and providing the opportunities for that social interaction, even though we can't be in person is important. Well, Carrie, I know that uh, like many of us, NAMI has had to change the way they do business right now too. So what are you doing in this coronavirus pandemic uh, to help people out and to, you know, try to stay, keep things going the way they were? Yeah, absolutely. So we did have to work very rapidly to transfer all of our uh, in-person programming, which is what NAMI is known so well for the mm -hmm. in-person face-to-face um, programming. We worked very quickly to get that online. And so right now we are offering a family support group, which is on Thursdays at 7 p.m. So that is for family members who are caregiving for someone with a mental health condition. And that is online. Um, and, and so we are hosting that via Zoom. We are also hosting a peer support group, which is for individuals who are living with a mental health condition. That is on Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. And again, um, that is hosted virtually via Zoom. Uh, both of those groups are hosted by peers. So by our peer volunteers, individuals who are either caregiving with a for a family member with a mental health condition or by those who are living with a mental health condition. Uh, we are also launching our classes online and you can nice. visit our website, namibaltimore.org to uh, visit our class schedule. So we have uh, peer classes and family classes that are launching online. And then our helpline 
is also open. Again, nine to five, Monday through Friday, a staff member will answer your phone call if you call our helpline. Um, and we from there can can resource out to other organizations. So if you are looking for um, free counseling or housing services or legal mm-hmm. services or anything else, we, we try to be a comprehensive uh, knowledge base of, of what else is happening in the community and try to refer you to other programs. So if you're not sure which program you should get involved with with us, or if you're looking for access to other resources, then you can you can give us a call. Um, and all of that information is on our website. So that's the, that's the best place to, to look. And so, again, our website, NAMIBaltimore.org, but then the national website, NAMI.org, if you are outside of Baltimore, you'll want to go to NAMI.org to locate your, your affiliate or state office. Awesome. I love that you're a national organization, so I can have a conversation with you, but know that a lot of this information uh, does spread out, and it's, and it's you know good for anybody in different places uh, of the country, too. So I love that. Well, Carrie Graves, Executive Director of NAMI of Metropolitan Baltimore, thank you so much. I mean, I know this Wonderful. is such a, a different time, and I appreciate you sharing some of your day to give us some tips and some information for anybody who maybe is going through a, a hard time right now. Thank you for for inviting us to, to share this information. It is important. Again, a big thank you to Carrie Graves, Executive Director for NAMI Metropolitan Baltimore for joining me today. So much great information there that I hope can help you navigate the tough times that we're all facing. If you're struggling with mental illness or know someone who is, please visit NAMI.org. That's N-A-M-I dot O-R-G. They have a ton of info and will be able to help you with the next steps that you need. Uh, Before I go, I do want to remind you to rate and leave a comment on the podcast. It means a lot that you take time out of your day to listen. I'm Jeff St. Pierre. Don't forget to reach out on social media, Be More Well Podcast on Instagram and Be More Well on Twitter. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you soon.